Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Gabriele Brugnoni. Gabriele is the export manager for the Bichy Winery in the Metallica region of the market. Yes, you are right. Thankfully, I can keep my job a little bit longer. Yes, I hope so. I mean, uh, I hope uh, I will do the same after this interview. Let's see how so, it goes. So your region, the Metallica region, is one of my favorite white wine regions. Super. Yeah. That's and, a good uh, start. Yeah, yeah. and uh, my first ever press trip to Italy was in the Marche, and we went to Metallica, went to obviously Vidicchio, the Yezi area. So let's talk a little bit about Vidicchio the grape. That's your main, all your wines are made with the Vidicchio grape, is that correct? Yeah, we are mainly a white producer. We are always known and being known, and nowadays we are as, uh, considered as a sort of reference producer in, uh, in Le Marche for a Verdicchio. Verdicchio, it comes in two different denominations, Yezi, Metallica. Main difference is one is looking at the ocean, it gets the influence of the ocean, uh, uh, looking and talking about uh, weather. That's, the Why? Ye- that's Yezi. That's Yezi. So that's the, when we talk about the ocean, we're talking about the Adriatic Sea. Yeah. And while the Matelica is the one closer to the mountain. Uh, apart from that, this is uh, the only valley in Le Marche that is looking northways. So in, that means that uh, the weather is much uh, cooler than the Yezi one. Big important thermal discussion in summertime. And that's great for keeping acidity and and the freshness uh, and the fragrance of the skin of the grape. So you get warm days, not as warm as the Yezi area, but you do get very cool nights because you're in, you're effectively in a mountain range, the pre-Apennines, aren't you? Exactly, exactly. Let's talk about, you're the export manager for the Bichy Winery. Let's talk a little bit about, is it family owned? Is it the Bichy family? Who owns Bichy? Bichy is owned by the Bichy family. It's, they start as the two brothers, Giuseppe and Pierino. Nowadays uh, is in the hand of uh, Mauro and Tito that are son of uh, Giuseppe. So when did their parents start the, or their father start the they, The parents started in 74, they bought the land and first bottle came out in 82. Right, so they really saw the, the potential for, for the region that far back. Yeah, they, 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 they were wood carpenter and they are still have some business in the, in the wood carpenter activities and they always wanted to have a, to produce wine and they knew in the area from the old people that that place was a good place to produce. There was already a vineyard over there when they bought, they removed some of the old ones, some not really in a good shape and then uh, replanted Verdicchio. Right, so what's roughly what's the total production of Verdicchio white from uh, the winery? Total production is around uh, 120,000 bottles. So what are the brands? Do you have like a Reserva? Do you do a Reserva? Do you do a, do a Metallica Normale? How does it work? Uh, we do have uh, the entry Verdicchio di Metallica where we have the main production. There we can arrive at around 80,000 bottles. We probably increase about another 10,000 because we replanted some uh, some vineyard. Again, Verdicchio. So that's basically called Verdicchio di Metallica DOC or DOC? No, it's DOC. 
Vichy. Yes, Vichy. Okay, so the next wine would be? The next one is a selection, is a crew from a single vineyard, four hectares, old vines, uh, in average we can say 35 years old. Not only that, uh, best selection, one year in, in cement. Uh, by the way, we only use cement. We no always oak. use cement. No oak at all. Stainless steel only for some fermentation on the reds because we also have a little, uh, a little plot of reds. So what's the, um, what is this second wine called? Does it have a name? The second wine, the selection, the crew is Vigneto Foyano, the name of so the vineyard. So how do you spell that, sorry? Vigneto, V-I-G-N-E-T-O. So that's vineyard, and it's called? Foyano. Foyano. F-O-G-L-I-N-O. Foggiano. Foyano. Yeah, but you'd read it as, uh, in English, we'd say Foggiano if we looked at it, yeah? Ah, uh, yeah. Foggiano, yeah. So Foyano, so that's the name of the, the plot? Yes, no. that's the name of the plot. So what, does that have, like, a, is that a, like its local name? Does it have any significance? Does it refer no, to... No, it's, it's, it's refers through to a little uh, white road, you know, this... Uh, mountain white road, road yes, yeah. It's surface road that goes behind behind the vineyard. So, and it goes up into the hills? Yes, it goes up onto the hills and the mountains, because uh, that's the mountains that uh, divide us from the, the Yezi area. Okay, and are you are the vineyards sur- surrounded by forests? Do you feel like you're in the mountains or in your, in Metallica? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the forests are close by and uh, the, the area is surrounded by other cultivation and like some what, wheat. Cere- cereals? Yeah, okay. some cereals. And we are organic because we were in the past, we were also growing some cereals. And when the state uh, came to the hand of Mauro the, and Tito, the current owners, they, the family split it. The other part of the family took some land and the cereal part, while we kept uh, the family Mauro and Tito they kept uh, the, the vineyard growing okay. in the wine production so that obviously obviously they've got faith in the family history there in terms of the winemaking yes, yes so what are your most important markets and how do you explain to people when you're out selling the wine why should they drink Verdicchio and not just why should they drink Verdicchio why should they take one from Metallica when it's tiny compared to Yezi yeah first of all uh, Verdicchio di Metallica is really a denomination it's an example of the denomination particular area small area so exactly what you read in the theory of denomination that's so, Matelica so what you're saying is a denomination that uh, um, that actually makes sense so many denominations in Italy for wine you know you could uh, pretend that all the wines made in that region are going to taste similar because they're on the similar soil and similar altitude and they're not it's a mishmash and a political compromise but Metallica really is a an Appalachian denominazione that is logical and has sense and you know when you buy a bottle of Metallica you know what you're going to get exactly exactly that and that's one of the oldest uh, white wine denomination 96 DOC Metallica Verdicchio one of the things about our our wine we also a part of the two main one that I described I want to mention this because it's very important and really give you the idea of uh, what is Matelica is that we produce a selection from the old vines only in particular vintage we did uh, 2006 2009 now we have 2010 we'll do 2015 of a selection that stays in cement for six years and then one year in bottle and we did release in December 17 the vintage 2000 and 10. What's it called? Senex. Senex, that is uh, the Latin roots for senilita, becoming old, getting old. And that's the wine that has been selected by Wine Spectator to be at the Opera Wine this year. And we are... 2019? 
and we are very 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 proud of that because uh, finally and really thanks to Wine Spectator they are putting attention to uh, this historical estate uh, that uh, you can find all over Italy and really I think that we and few other estates that we met at uh, Opera Wine really represent what are the little cherries all around Italy. So just let's go back to this wine that ages. So it ages in in tank for quite a long time. We don't use any oak. We don't have any oak. We use a little bit of oak only of uh, a red that is Sangiovese. We always used and we always kept on uh, cement because uh, we think it's the best container, the best neutral container you can have for this white wine. And in this way you can only improve and you are able to show exactly what you produce in the vineyard. What you are able to produce with those beautiful old vines, with that beautiful land with that great uh, weather that we have and the climate that we have the microclimate we have in Materica and uh, you know there was in the the beginning of 2000 a lot of people were moving from cement that is an historical container also in other areas like uh, let's say in the Chianti in the past the Chianti was Bordeaux yeah Bordeaux a lot just bulldozing their cement tanks and putting completely inappropriate stainless steel tanks where the temperature of the wine inside just jumps up and down we have to spend thousands keeping it cool or hot cement is a great insulator it's my favorite but i'm making wine it's my favorite vessel so it's amazing that you've done this that you've you're you're in a unique appalachian metallica you know you've got a historic vineyard that's older uh, in terms of uh, when it was planted and your traditions and rather than saying you know what we're going to blast this with 200 percent new oak because we think that's the way we're going to get higher point scores or get people to talk about it actually you know what we're going to age it in cement because we want to protect the fruit and we want those flavors just to soften a little bit before we bottle them. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Should, exactly. I, should, I, should I become your PR guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You do a great job, to be honest. I mean, uh, I will talk to my boss, and uh, you probably join me, and we can do a great work together. Okay. Yeah. I need need an extra. I need an extra (laughs) inca. But it is. It is. You know, joking aside, there really is a reason why they're doing it this way. You know, Vidicchio, where we are from our perspective, we think it's the best white wine grape in Italy well I would add I know you're going to be modest and say no no I mean that's that's uh, widely known that the best white grapes in Italy are three one is uh, the Garganica from Soave Classico the volcanic area the second is Greco and the third one is uh, Verdicchio of course nowadays we taste some a bit rough but nice Timorasso in Piedmont but these are the three main white grapes and people know that I mean the Verdicchio it can be really compared to Barolo. You have Barolo from Tortonian and Elvetian. Easier and for aging. Same thing with Verdicchio. You have Verdicchio Matelica for aging and nice minerality and Verdicchio much easier drinking in Yesi. Really, the white Barolo is Verdicchio. And on that note, we're going to say thanks very much to Gabriele Brugnoni from the Bichy Winery in the Metallica region of the Marche, Vettecchio di Metallica. Thank you very much for telling us about the family history, those old vines, the landscape, the terroir, the weather, the influences that affect uh, the white wines that you make, especially the, the way that you age that special wine that you do. It's really great to talk to you. You're very coherent and um, explain everything very clearly to our listeners about the 
why they should take note of Metallica and Vidikia. Well done, thank you. Thanks a lot, thanks for this opportunity and please come to visit Le Marche. We have a lot of things, you know, we are the, the region of Rossini, the region of Raffaello, the region where you find also the accordion, you know, the, or the artisanal accordion, that's where it comes. So well, you are more than welcome in Le Marche. Grazie. It's a, it's a brilliant, honestly, it's, it's off the beaten track, unspoiled, uh, very rural, very rural, but with people who are really connected to, to the outside world. It's not like they're rustic uh, farmers. They're really, really connected and they know their markets uh, and they've really preserved their landscape as well. It's one of, the, one of my favorite regions. Grazie, grazie. No worries. Yeah, it was great. It was really super. You spoke with such passion um, about, your, uh, about the company that you work for and the, the land and everything. It's wonderful. Easy, you know, I was uh, born in that area, I, was, uh, I don't live there, my mother is there, 30 kilometers from the state, and uh, you know, when I was uh, 18, I started to go out to have some uh, drink, to go to some disco. I used to see these bishy names in this uh, bar, wine bar, in some restaurant. That was already an historical producer. And when they wanted me to follow the foreign market, I was more than proud to do that. That's why, and I love my area. I don't live there, but uh, I love my area. I was born and grown up in the countryside and living in the countryside growing the countryside is beautiful big cities are beautiful when you are between 18 and 25 you want to enjoy but when you are young countryside is beautiful animal nature uh, people really you need to experience cool thanks a lot grazie thanks brilliant very really nice this podcast has been brought to you by native grape odyssey discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.